top shelf fantasy. Podcast 173. Whoop. We are. Yeah. I forgot to even bring something to crack because it had been a week. <laughs> well, we're You're remote. Out of practice. We're remote right now, so it's a little it's a little difficult for us to uh, to all be in the same room or whatever, uh, and and remember that. But yeah, podcast one seventy three. No, Scotty, Craig, Daz, Tom, recapping week nine. Buy low, sell highs. Got some injury news. All that good stuff. We were chatting about how historical it was that the Jets and in the Colts were the highest scoring game of the week. Just can't believe it. All around a terrible week for uh <laughs> would have known Thursday football. night was the uh high scoring game. I know. Normally you stay away from Thursdays, you stay away from the Jets. Like <laughs> <laughs> everything I mean, even if you had said if you had told me ahead of time that uh the starting quarterback for that game was gonna get injured in the first half. I would have said, okay, well, definitely, definitely not going to be a high-scoring game. And then Josh Johnson comes in and just dominates. Kills Josh it. Johnson was a basketball player. How how funny is it that both the backup quarterbacks for the Jets have played better than Zach Wilson has all season, and he's had six more tries to do it? Oh, legit! I uh, actually have a piece of news in there. We'll get to it, or we can just do it now. I mean, Zach Wilson's supposed to return to practice, and every single report is saying Mike White starting this week. So. I want maybe Wilson's not quite ready anyways, but I want Salah to just have the balls to say, you know what? We're going to roll with who I think is good. And if Mike White ends up turning into something great, that would just be the icing on the cake as just as the Jets organization fucking up again. It's like you don't even have to be great to be better than what Zach Wilson has <laughs> given you this year. But I would love for Mike White to be great as well. I mean, he's looked good in his limited, limited time. He's looked good. Uh, it was funny. Uh, Big Cat from Barstool was saying he's like, uh, Mike White just did the best thing that he could. He played a fantastic game one. He got hurt. Now don't play for the rest of the season. And now you go get like a $25 million deal being a backup I mean, somewhere else. Yeah, we call that the Mike Glennon. Yeah, the Mike Glennon effect. Well, there's uh, who was the one from Seattle that was benched uh, by Russell Wilson? Gino? No, 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 no. The oh. guy from a while ago, he came over from Green Bay Packers when... <sighs> oh, uh, He's with the Colts uh, right now. Glo- Mag- Magloiner? No, no. We, won't, we won't get we'll it. And, hate, it and people listening are going to hate it because he's a pretty obvious name. Yeah. But he, he signed a massive contract with Seattle. They drafted Russell Wilson in the fourth round and went with Wilson instead. Javaris I want to no. say it's something like Chad something. No. Chad Pennington. It's not no. Chad Pennington. This Chad is going to bother me. Uh, Brett Hundley. Not, not even close. This, that was it, that was Brett Hundley, who played for Brett the Green Bay. Yes, it was. No, we'll find out now. I'll, now I. Hit. All right, you go find out. I thought it was Brett Hundley. All right, whatever. My bad. All right. I thought it was like Mike McGloin or some some stupid name. Some stu- Why, We're spending a lot of time on stupid names. Um, Rohan Davy. Rohan Davies is greatest to ever do it. Listen, you needed a guy in Madden that could just go and chuck up uh, some some balls for your. Uh, Dude, he played in the in the in the Canadian Football League too, and I was just like so happy. I remember like it was just a whole thing in high school that Rohan Davy was fantastic to watch. All right, let's let's talk about some news for some relevant people who aren't retired or backup quarterbacks. Chase Edmonds high ankle sprain. He ended up leaving early 
Um, he had a car- one carry for like three yards. So he ended up leaving, I want to say probably five, ten minutes into the game. I mean, it was in the first quarter, and that led to a massive James Conner day. So they're talking about Chase Edmonds may potentially go on the IR now that, you know, it's only three games. That's going to be massive for James Conner. He should. He should. They said three to four games, and then I, I'm not sure what their bye week was, but I heard four to six weeks. High ankle sprains are nothing to mess with. You, 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 you go, you sit. That's the only way to get better than them. By the way, I found the answer. It's Matt Flynn. So I was going to say, so did I, Matt Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> Looked it up. But, yeah, uh, so, I mean, Edmonds is out. He's – they haven't ruled him out officially this week, but high ankle sprain, he better be sitting. I mean, he's... oh yeah, Ricky Cliff Kingsbury goes, uh, yeah, it's not looking good for Chase Edmonds this week. It's like, yeah, this week, it's we not just, looking good for this month. Like we just saw Jerry Judy miss eight weeks with high ankles or uh, seven yeah. weeks. So prepare for that. This J- is theoretically James Conner's backfield for the this is, future. This is James Conner with no competition. Where Enu Benjamin's fine. Don't get me wrong. But Chase Edmonds was the guy that would play more. Connor would get a lot of the other work um, in between the tackles. This is just Connor's backfield. Dowsy's you know, so excited. Spell him. So Connor RB one going forward is a real thing. Yeah, we and we won't we won't say it. We're gonna move on to the next news piece. 49ers in the Lions announced that they're not bidding on Odell. Um, I believe just he cleared. Okay. The Seahawks uh, came out with a very, very offbeat Carroll interview saying that they have $7.25 million of space. We're not going to say we're going for him. We're not going to say that we're not. But it would be very interesting to see how he fit in with the Seahawks. So, no, no, no. That would be weird. I don't, I mean, if he's, if his gripe is not getting enough targets, I don't know that that's the 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 place place to go, but it is the place to go as far as a fit with a veteran quarterback. I mean, Russell Wilson's coming back probably this week. He just got and, cleared to practice. Yeah, and he resumed yeah. throwing. So, OBJ is going to sign a, one, a, a one-year deal right now. Like, There's no chance he gets this massive five-year contract, whatever. He'll he'll do an off-season thing. So, I guess, I guess it makes sense. Go somewhere where there's a, a decent operating offense, offensive coordinator, um, even though I feel – Stefanski was, but and a weak running, uh, weak running game in Seattle as well. So probably looking at forty plus pass attempts a game. The volume should be there, but how do you keep DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Odell Beckham not only involved but viable from a fantasy perspective? It's troubling. In my opinion, the best place for him is is the Packers, just because they have the opportunity. They have the quarterback, like you're talking about, just the best overall fit. Yeah, and you and you know, um, Aaron Rodgers can handle an Odell. I mean, whatever whatever he wants to mouth off about, the combination I should say of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams can handle an Odell Beckham. I, I don't right. think it's going to come down to coaching or, or coaches at all. I don't think Lafleur is going to have much to say about it. I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams saying, "Fall in line or just get cut, dude." You, I've dealt with no receivers for long enough. I'm not upsetting the flow and the balance here for you. Right. Yeah, well, we don't have Rodgers uh, on the news, but we should maybe talk about him since we mentioned yeah. him because the uh, the reports right now are la- last I knew um, on Monday, uh, and he broke his silence about the vaccine, so he obviously tested positive. He's not vaccinated, <clears throat> and he it, he if he tests positive again, 
he will then have, I believe, violated the league's COVID protocol and would be up for potential suspension, which would be huge because Jordan Love looked like a piece of shit. Um, so it's something to note, something to think about. Uh, but yeah. Well, anyway. and the the terrible part is he, even if he tests negative with the league's protocol in the 10 day uh, quarantine period, means he's not going to be eligible until Friday, Saturday of this week. So even if he plays Sunday, it's on zero practice for a game plan install. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers with zero days practice over Jordan Love after what we just saw anyways. But it's it's a big thing. He was a week he had a week with no Devontae Adams and then a week that he misses practice because of COVID. He's gonna miss all week this week with COVID. He comes back Saturday ready to play Sunday with I mean three weeks removed from practicing with his top wide receiver and, and the offense as a whole. No matter how you dice it, it's troubling. The only thing I think that plays into his advantage is they play Seattle. Uh, I mean, Russell Wilson coming back is big, but the defense has struggled. So maybe it doesn't matter so much, but it's it's certainly something to monitor at the very least. And it could, it right. could get dicey. Right. I mean, if you're an Aaron Rodgers owner or a Devontae Adams owner, you're going to want to know what's going on. Right. I mean, because uh, Dev- Devontae Adams looked unstartable with Jordan Love. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't hit him. He couldn't hit. He couldn't even get the ball near him. Right. I mean, it's perfect. I mean, we we talk by by low, sell highs on on these podcasts. If you, if you're if you're a team that's down at the bottom of the league, you, you really can't hold on to Devonte Adams much longer if this shit's going to continue. So, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, the Jags signed John Brown and Jordan Wilkins, which I guess is kind of interesting, uh, especially the Jordan Wilkins signing with uh, James Robinson. You know, potentially banged up. I don't know if he's going to be missing another game or what his current status is. But something to to look at that they're adding the running back depth to John Brown wide receiver thing. I mean, it's kind of a non-story. They can't even throw the football anyway. So, well, so I was gonna go almost the the other direction, but I agree with they can't throw the football. But John Brown could be a limiting factor for uh, Jamal Agnew, who's been kind of the darling of the last couple of weeks. Um, if he's gonna take over some of these slot responsibilities and maybe be a be a burner out there on the edge, but. Yeah, I think I think you're right. It's kind of a non-story in the sense that Trevor Lawrence can't hit any of them. So what does it matter? Right. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence started this week, went out for like one drive, and still managed five fantasy points. So it's just disappointing to see. Yeah, yeah, he's hey, he's having he's having his Peyton Manning year. We'll, we'll see him next year. He'll be a, a superstar. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, won the game though, right? Yeah, oh yeah, they beat, yeah, they beat the Bills. Yeah, nine six. They don't ask. Uh, they don't ask how. They just ask if. The the B- Buffalo Bills should be very down on themselves right now. They've actually had some bad performances the last two games. Josh Allen's been in the week way, before. Like a, almost a dominant AFC least a, AFC East lead has been just squandered by them. Like two or three weeks ago, I was looking at the standings saying, like the the Pats are never going to catch the Bills. They're they're rolling. They're beating all these top tier teams, and then they go lose to Jacksonville. Yeah, and it could just be one of these cases of like playing down to your opponent, but like. Everybody in that matchup sucked the life out of your fantasy lineup. Josh Allen for 15 points it killed you. Like uh, Emmanuel Sanders back to back weeks of next to nothing. Yep. Uh, Cole Beasley, I think, had seven or eight points, which is decent if you're starting him as a flex play. But if you're basing it off the 15 weeks he or 15 points he'd given you the last couple of weeks, you're still disappointed. Like Devin Singletary was only viable because Zach Moss went out with a concussion. Uh, right. And even then, he didn't he didn't hit double digit points. So it's mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 went from the absolute stud start everybody in our lineup to you can't you can't trust them. 
I had a league that started off four and two, and because of the back to back poor performances by the Bills, I'm now four and four. Yeah. Terrible. Or four and five now. So it's yeah. You hate to see it. Yeah, hate to see it. Uh all right, let's see. We we actually have a couple concussions. So Zach Moss went out, and both the the Patriots running backs went out with concussions. Yep. So Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, with concussions, of course. Damian Harris has looked scary, by the way, and they did not pan back to him at all. They just said he moved to the medical tent. He was on the ground for a while. Brian Burns hit him before he even got the ball in the backfield, and everyone took a knee. So we hear he's in concussion protocol, but this could be worse than it actually sounds like. Yeah. I mean, you know, if he's showing symptoms, he, he's going to have to sit down. And typically they're more on the conservative side when it comes to concussion. So if it's as bad as it looked, I wouldn't expect him to play. I wouldn't expect him to clear concussion protocol. But what, you know, what do I know? Everybody's body's different. That's what's yeah. weird with concussions, right? Is you can't. It can look like the guy died on the field from a concussion and be back the next oh, day. I mean, Devontae Adams <laughs> right. three years ago went yeah, to exactly. the hospital, missed one game, and then came back. Right, and it can boil down to his history too. We don't know, you know, how many he grabbed in college that often don't get reported, and then high school football where you're really just called a stinger and you get back on the field. Like he could have a million in his history we don't know about, or he could have none. He's fine. Ramondre Stevenson didn't look good either. I mean, he looked like he got kicked in the head on the way by. And at first, I thought he was just like maybe caught a foot through the face mask. And then on a third, fourth replay, I'm like, oh, man, it looks like he actually got rocked in the head and doesn't look all too straight. So problematic. I didn't see Zach Moss's, but he left the game, didn't return. So yep. you got to be serious enough that uh, it held him out of the held him out of the action the rest of the way. The only thing about his is that that's a big bump probably for Devin Singletary to have another shot to grab the backfield. So I'll expect like four rushes for six yards and probably two fumbles out of him. Right. That's usually his, his role. Absolutely. Right. And then it'll all of a sudden be, uh, you know, <laughs> Stephon Diggs gets 200 yards and three touchdowns. Legit. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, so Salah says that Corey Davis uh, should be returning this week. I mean, big news if you're a Corey Davis fan and Mike White starts. Zach Wilson yeah. starts. This is a non-story. They're fantasy related anyway. Um. So I, I guess we'll kind of see how that goes. If it's Mike uh, White to be the starter, do you guys feel comfortable starting Corey Davis coming off an of injury? Uh, flex play. Uh, I guess really. I wouldn't hate it. I don't know that. Not I don't know really. that comfortable is the right word, but um, it would be kind of matchup dependent. And I'm not sure who the Jets play off the top of my head. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I wouldn't really feel comfortable regardless. But mm-hmm. that's they, play, they do play Cincy. Um, Again, that's quick. Nope, they oh, don't they play, play I'm really They play yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, like that okay, maybe right. maybe sit him down. We'll see. Yeah, I'd be a little bit more hesitant. Buffalo coming off that big loss to Jacksonville. I'm sure they're looking to right the ship and really punish uh, an inexperienced quarterback. So, mm, probably sit him. DeAndre Hopkins is day-to-day. Yeah, he'll probably be back. I think they took the game off as a precaution, knowing that they could beat uh, well, San Fran without him. Yeah, it wouldn't. I mean, Kyler was out too. I mean, he was a yeah, late. Exactly. So. I think they just said screw it, sit, yep. sit him down. Uh, Darnold's getting an MRI on his shoulder, which uh, you know, if that's going to explain anything, <laughs> you know, like you kind of hope there's an injury because like he's played like dog shit. 
can I tell you something? I think the Panthers are hoping there's an injury too because Matt Rule was actually flat out asked if Sam Darnold was the starter for next week, and Matt Rule gave like a non-answer. So it actually sounds like there's trouble in paradise right now with him and the Panthers. Yeah, with how hot he started the year, you thought Sam Darnold was taking you to the promised land probably if you draft him. I mean, especially in the two-quarterback league, you're like, oh, man, that's a plug for my second QB, yada, yada, yada. Now he's unplayable. I mean, we've seen Belichick abuse him before, so this should not come as a surprise. But – he the what the last five weeks has been terrible. Like not even yeah. bad. Like not even just how yeah he probably shouldn't have started him, but he didn't kill you. He's killed you. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gotten. I think over fifty. I think I heard something. It was um, J.C. Jackson has played against Sam Donald five times in his five picks. <laughs> I saw a funny one that said uh, J.C. Jackson had more catches and yards than Robbie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie was one catch, two yards, and uh, you could say that about a few yards. Yeah, Denzel Ward had that ninety-nine yard pick in the uh, oh, that Bengals one was nuts. Browns game. Yeah, yep. Uh, Gallup's coming back in week ten. Are expected to play in week ten. Yep, that's been a long time coming. So I'd expect yeah. that. I mean, he has to have the worst calf strain in the history of calf strains. Well, him and Trent Brown. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about the Cowboys right now, but uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson, so he's expected to be back in Week 10. We already hinted at it. He's resumed, resumed throwing. Obviously, he's going to make that entire offense you know, much better. So your DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett share should be fine. Um, and Wolf Fuller's already ruled out for Thursday Night Football, so I don't know what the hell's going on with Fuller. Thank God the Dolphins only signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, and this yeah. seems to be, you know, the story of Fuller's career is that he just struggles to be healthy and on the field. The The problem is when he's on the field, he's fantastic. So it's he should have cashed in. He should have just cashed. I mean, I get $10 million is a lot of money, but the one year deal on a guy, I mean, he just came off the best season of his life last year. Yeah, exactly. should have just should have taken the long, the long term yeah. contract. But I think in one year, 10 million fully guaranteed, I believe. But like, his next contract from whoever, not even gonna has, it has to be incentive laden. Like, right? If it's not, the team made a mistake. Maybe Houston will take him back and sign him to forty million. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wishful thinking. I mean, there are stupid organizations. Yeah. That being One said, of... if Deshaun Watson had gone to Miami, I bet you he plays this week. <laughs> right, yeah, that would be funny. That would be a funny that story. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. You got, you got a broken finger, dude. Suck it up. Jesus. Nah, coach. It's still broken. Let's <laughs> let's see you catch a ball. Whoops, I dropped it. <laughs> yeah, you think he, maybe he's purposely downplaying? Like, I don't want to fucking play with Tua. Yeah, he's like, what? The guy can't, w- can't even reach me. I'm too fast. He's freaking yeah. can't even get the ball out. And then Brissett played. That was even worse. Yeah. Yeah, that was a surprise yeah. out. I mean, I feel like we probably don't really need to talk about it just because it was so sudden that Tua should be on the field, uh, you know, practicing this week. But uh, uh, It's, it's yeah, the was, uh, phantom uh, injury that the Panthers him. are trying to say about Sam Darnold. It's, uh, oh, Tua's got a broken finger. We're not we're not starting him this week. Yeah, Tua just out of nowhere. Like, he's in emergency dress. Like, he's not playing unless Brissett gets hurt. It's like, they have no respect for us as fantasy football owners. We're trying to freaking set a lineup. Like, yeah, a terrible week for fantasy all around. Uh, all right, hold them, fold them. Kendrick Bourne. 
I'm fine folding. I put this in here. Yeah, uh, he he was a guy that was like creeping up charts. He had a couple, uh, you know, mid mid teen points point weeks in a row, and then the last two he's just kind of floundered. Um, he's got some favorable matchups, which I, w- I was thinking maybe he's a viable guy for this category, but I think he's closer to a fold than anything else with Mac Jones not quite uh, putting up consistent large passing numbers. Yeah, this is when you start looking at what your weekly outlook is going to look like, what matchups you actually can put in for a player like Bourne if you are going to p- have him on your team you're playing. him. He's not just a guy that you're going to sit there and be like, oh, hopefully he's something. He's not a, a potential guy. He's a I'm going to plug and play guy. Um, I'm fine folding him or keeping him. Like, it's just one of those things, like I said. Yeah, you do have you have Cleveland, Atlanta, and Tennessee, which is the appealing part. But then you go Buffalo bye week in the Buffalo for your playoff push. I don't yeah, really want to play with I, that. Again, I don't I'll I'll keep him and play him, but I'll drop him and let someone else sign him and then I'll lose no sleep. Yeah. All right, the next two. Is conveniently enough are both of my bylaws. So we can quick I Cortland Sutton, Mike Williams make the list because they've had, you know, consecutive bum weeks. I will they're my bylaws, I want to buy them. So I'm obviously gonna hold them. I'm assuming both of you are holding them. Like I don't think you can drop these. Yeah, guys. this isn't we're not close to that ter at A Rob territory yet. Um especially too, I would say with Cortland Sutton. He just got bodied by one of the best corners in the league this past week and they didn't need to throw to him i kind of figured he was going to have a down week i am on all my fantasy teams so it kind of sucks but trayvon diggs has been an animal and they decided tim patrick and jerry judy are the guy to throw the throw with this week and it just made sense yeah williams yeah that one's starting to get a little concerning but at the same time it's like you saw what he did at the beginning of the year i'm not just gonna let him go Right. Right. And I, I wanted Sutton on this list specifically so we could have that conversation. Like, he's not a drop guy right now because he was impacted negatively by game flow when they just waxed Dallas up and down the field. And then on the flip side, like Craig said, he was matched up with an elite uh, corner. Mike Williams, however, is losing ground to um, everybody in that office. I mean, Donald Parham outscored him, Keenan Allen outscored him. Uh, Jared Cook outscored him. Justin Herbert's, I mean, he had a great game. He just wasn't to Williams. And you've seen his targets go down significantly, and I think it's because of an injury. But how long do you hold on to a guy giving you 3.7, 2.9, and 6.8 when at the beginning of the year when he was getting double-digit targets every week, he was killing it, and now he's relegated to a five-target a game maximum. That being said, he has Minnesota next week, so I'm probably holding on to him for one more week and hoping for a big bump. If it doesn't come this week, you, you, you got to think about something. Maybe you can sell him off of his early year production, but his time on your roster is, is dwindling, I, th- I think, at least. I would say with fantasy bias of everyone always looks at the first three weeks as that's what the season's going to be. Mike Williams is always going to be a sell candidate if you feel like you need to. Um, at no point... Uh, would I would I drop him? Yeah, I mean, he. the way I look at it, and, and I'll just, I guess, say the reason why I want to buy him low is you don't just forget how to catch a football, 
right? Like that's that's one of the biggest things is like you, you don't just forget all of a sudden how to play football. And, you know, Mike Williams has been streaky for most of his career so far, but we're seeing him finally connect. There's a direct correlation between Justin Herbert's suckiness and Mike Williams, you know, target share being low. He still had a pretty high target share compared to the rest of the, the team. And that's probably where I look at it and say, I'm not overly concerned. I mean, he had the second highest targets on the team. Um, and Eckler, I mean, Eckler only saw three. It was Keenan Allen who just saw 13. So I'm not panicking on Mike Williams, but I agree. Like there is going to be a point at some point that we have to face reality with him and say, okay, what's happening and where are we going from here? And is Justin Herbert really facing that sophomore slump? Because if he is like, that's the difference between Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen, because Keenan Allen's playing the slot and he's playing those, you know, inside routes and he's not playing the X and he's not playing the go routes and the post routes, Keenan Allen's going to thrive as a target hog with a struggling quarterback. And Mike Williams was doing great early because Justin Herbert was dialed in. You know, and and those big games that he had, those were the big games that that Justin Herbert had. Those medium like 15 8 point 18 point weeks that he had. Those were when Justin Herbert was just okay. Justin Herbert's bad weeks like this past week, direct correlation. So that's why I want to buy him because I actually think that people view him super low. Um, and I think his upside's through the roof. Like I'm, I'm okay to write off these last you know handful of weeks. But yeah, I mean at some point we'll, we'll have a bigger discussion about it. For yeah, sure. he's definitely a guy you know, we, it, can, we if can keeps, talk about for an hour. Yeah, I mean, alone. and if it keeps trending a certain way, I mean, we'll at some point have to get rid of him. Uh, Adrian Peterson and McNichols hold fold. I mean, big pickups of, of this past of. week. Right. Um, and then I mean, didn't really go and do much. Adrian Peterson punched that touchdown in kind of right. garbage time at the end. Hey, all points count the same. Um, I'm probably holding both of them, to be honest with you. I don't know what those roles are going to become, but they both looked okay. I, I don't think they yeah. look so bad that I need to cut them. I just think Tennessee was up bigger, and I expected to see them kind of take over from a, a rushing aspect like we would have seen Derrick Henry for sure do. Right. Um, and neither of them are Derrick Henry. We know that. Neither of them even came close to filling that role. So hold them one more week maybe. But uh, if it goes more like this, I'm not too, too happy. I think what happened with Tennessee, especially against a, another good coached team in, in the Rams, oh, is sorry, that Rams. I said Casey, yeah, my bad. <laughs> they they had a great game plan going in, and and what I expected was is they would have more passing work, and they did. And I think it's still just going to take maybe a little bit of time for them to in, involve Adrian Peterson or involve McNichols. Like it's just going to take a little bit more work because at no point during practice are you putting those guys in when you have the boss, Derrick Henry, sitting there. You know, those guys, guys don't get that much work, even McNichols, who's been there. Um, Dante Foreman can go away. That'd be great. Um, yeah, but, where the hell he come from, right? Yeah. So so I, I, I feel fine holding on to them both for sure, especially since a lot uh, of fab was put on them last, this past week. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Oh, by the way, I'm going to hold both of them. Rashad Bateman. I like a lot. I like Bateman a lot. Yeah. Um, it's I, it's tough. It's tough for me to not want to, um, you know, have him on my team. But he is also, I feel like, in that Kendrick Bourne category, where if I dropped him and someone else picked him up, I, I won't lose sleep. Um, but I do like him, and I and I want, 
you know, to play him at times. Yeah. I mean, I love the guy. I, I think both of us have been huge on him the whole time. I still am huge on him. I think he's got a big career ahead of him, but with what he's done so far in his three games, not impressed. I mean, six targets, eight targets, five catches, four catches has not gone over 80 yards. Uh, hasn't scored double digit fantasy points. Like if you're in a redraft league where you're like, I don't know, three wide receivers and two flexes, and you got a five or six man bench, he's tough to hold because you really aren't playing him unless it's really, really matchup dependent. And maybe you're also the Lamar Jackson owner and you couldn't get Hollywood. So you're going for this stack thing. But if he's not scoring touchdowns, which he's yet to do in his career as well, not getting this benefit of the stack. So I think for me, he's a fold um, unless you're in an ultra deep, like 14 team league or something like that, where, you know, nine ish points is viable as a starter, but I'll say this. It's tough. I just looked at something, so I'll say this. So they're playing against Miami on Thursday. If you can find a way to hold off on dropping him on one of your waiver claims, I would do it and see what he does on on against Miami. And if he does another poor performance against the second, you know, worst defense against the pass, uh, then yeah, you go ahead and drop him. Uh, but I would just see what happens this Thursday. Yeah, I want. I think that's a good point. I want to hang on to him. Um, Antonio Brown. He's still in a walking boot. Still in a walking boot. Yeah. So, and I think this is kind of where, you know, you got to look at your team. Like, this is the, this is the look in the mirror part of the fantasy football season. Right. And, and understand who you are, you know, who your squad is as a team. Uh, because if you're struggling for wins, Antonio Brown should not be on your roster. If you're, Eight and zero, nine and zero, whatever. That's you. You gotta suck it up and go to the team that's seven and one or six and two and say, "Hey, I know you can take him, but I can't," and try and get something for him because you can't outright cut him. But you got it. You have to get something for him. And if you don't, if you feel like what's coming in the package is just absolutely, you know, trash, then I'm sorry. That's that's what happens when when you're worse off and someone else doesn't need him. Yeah, I mean, fifty cents on the dollar right now to zero production is tough. To yeah, pass like up. if I if I thought he was gonna play, I'd love to hold him through Washington, the Giants, Indy, Atlanta. Like those are great matchups as you make your playoff push and probably can grab you a few wins. But if he's in a boot and he's not even close, I mean, this is Tampa. Eat that. They got plenty of weapons. They don't need to rush anyone back. Look at Gronk is sitting out practice again. Right. They could. They know they're gonna make the playoffs. They can say, "Hey, get healthy." Come on back when we need you. Oh, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans gets hurt? Okay, Tony, we need you back, bud. Yeah. Tony, you just call him Tony? Yeah. Antonio? Tony? You know, you know Tony Romo's first name is Antonio. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, he's Antonio Romo. <laughs> Antonio sure. Romo. Sure. <laughs> uh, DJ Moore. Uh, I'm, so I'm I put this DJ one in Moore. here because... Uh, Damn it, Darnold. Not play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's troubling because even if PJ Walker is the quarterback, that, that's I don't think that's a bump in any uh, measure. Then he's also playing Arizona, but then he goes to Washington and Miami, so maybe you're trying to hold him through that. I think based on who he is and what you know he can do, you have to hold him. But it's been five weeks in a row now that he has not impressed you, right? And it sucks too because like while they were not impressive, you could still put them in your flex and feel like so it's like two of them were eight point weeks. 
one was a 10-point week, and then the other two down ones were six-point weeks. Like, he literally hasn't gone under, under six points. Yeah. Um, in deep leagues, you're holding him for sure. But you're right. I mean, it's hard to trust to even start him. I'm holding him. That's that's my answer. But, um, yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's, like, more troubling that the entire passing offense isn't – like, if Robbie Anderson was out there killing it, I'd be like, okay, well, somebody can kill it in this offense. It just wasn't DJ Moore's week. It's like, nah, nobody there is catching any balls. Yeah, his tar his target share is there, which is yeah. which is good. Right, hasn't uh, gone under seven targets all season. Julio Jones, I'm cu- I, I'm fine with cutting Julio. I yeah. I've was concerned about Julio going into the season. I'm very concerned about Julio as we're in the middle of the season. If you need to cut him, I get it. There has been one good game all season from Julio, and while everyone's like, "Oh, well, he hasn't played that much. He hasn't played that," he's actually played seven. Six games of the of the nine slates, and each one has just been one good game. And his snap share is like considerably down in some of those games. Like he hasn't, he you know we we talk about you know hey we want these guys that are on the field that are running routes and stuff. And I don't have the routes run number in front of me, but it almost doesn't even matter because he's one not on the field to go and run those routes, and then two when he is on the field running the routes, he's not getting targets. Like it's just it's just not happening. I don't I just don't think it's in the cards for him this year. I agree. Fold. All right. Jarvis Landry. Oh, we got a late ad. Fold, fold. Jarvis Landry. Um I mean we thought he like Odell was gonna leave, and then they, we'd remember that Jarvis Landry was nasty. Didn't happen. Uh and that didn't happen against Cincy. It's not gonna happen next week against New England when he faces a far superior defense to what Cincy trots out there. Um, Detroit that he might feast against Baltimore. Absolutely not Baltimore, Baltimore by week, Baltimore. What a stupid schedule. I would, um, I would actually say, um, against Detroit's also hard because we've seen time and time this year that when the competition's down, they actually don't pass as much. Yeah. And especially with this running team and, and over. technically hunt is supposed to be back by week 11. So, it does not look good for him right now. Maker, Baker Mayfield has not looked himself. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say he's he doesn't look worse himself. Than... He, he kind of looks like himself, but <laughs> it looks worse than usual. <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: like, there is a league where I'm, I think six and three in, or something like that, or going to be six and three, or whatever. If I see Jarvis Landry get dropped, I may add him because of my record and because of where I'm at. But if you're scraping for wins, I, I wouldn't. Be, but like him. Corey said, you'll be sorely disappointed once week 12 hits. Yeah. Cause you get oh, Baltimore oh yeah, sure. by week Baltimore. Yeah. And then we're talking playoffs. Yeah. And now well, are these... you really going to trust playing him first week of playoffs? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm f- four to five more single digit or less performances. Yeah. Like, ah, yeah, here we go. My playoff hopes. I'll put them in. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm you may have to. Him. I mean, yeah. injuries at that point could be really shitty. I mean, yeah. we already know it's shitty at running back. We're not quite there yet with wider receivers. Thank God they were deep this year. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, so I just tossed him in because he is, I think, eligible this week. To return from IR, he's not going to. There are no no talks of him doing it this it's, week. It's uh, week eleven. Yeah, and he, his original time frame for his injury was four to six weeks. So next week we'll put him at four weeks. Still on the on the on the positive side, I just haven't heard 
any movement on him actually making that step to not like practicing, not nothing. I've, I've heard nothing. So I want to throw him in there. Like if you're holding him, are you prepared to hold him for one, two, three more weeks? I don't know. I'm not. If, if I'm, if I'm dominating my league, I am, but right. if I'm fighting for playoff position, I think it boils down to another one of those. Like, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I offered, I offered Mersh a trade for him in, in our Red Dog League because he needed running backs for next week. He has the Bears, uh, Monty, who is going to be on a bye. And I was like, well, I'll take Kareem Hunt and I'll give you whoever I have on my bench, like J.D. McKissick. He was like, no, dude. He was like, he was pissed. I was like, okay, well, I don't know, don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, I mean, all you, that's all I can do. He's not going to play for me either. He's going to be on my bench. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised with the way that the bye week lines up being week 13 that they sit him out through the bye and he doesn't get back to week 14. Would that's, not be surprised one bit. That's this is just one of those at. unlucky bye week situations with an injury that they just hold you out that extra week just because. Especially with Chubb. I mean, Chubb's killing it. Uh, Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson. Demetric Felton is still a person. Like, they don't need this running back, Kareem Hunt, to come back to kill it. I mean, they're winning without him. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold him. Um, I mean, I, I think it's gut check. Oh, I'm not folding so, him. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna right. Trade but you want to you want to get rid of him? Um, I bought into him in a league early because I was like, I feel like my roster is strong enough. I just haven't got the wins. Like, I don't know. It, it's it's gut check time for for people. Uh, and if you have the cream hunt, you go and hound those those guys up at the top of the league. Um, it's it starts to if you're that 500 team right now, or since it's the odd week, if you're that just above 500, just below 500, it is all hands on deck time to find out if you are in the playoffs. If you're not in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you have to get the healthy bodies on your team. Uh, all right, let's get into our buy low, sell highs. While we're talking about all hands on deck and trying to get people, <laughs> Craig, I find it hysterical. Both of our buy lows. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, like completely kind of flipped, but uh, this might be good. It might be, it might be the case, uh, you know, an opposing case for these players. So, my buy low, I kind of alluded to it earlier, Cortland Sutton. Um, there's just not many things that Cortland Sutton does wrong. Um, and in his down weeks, it's, you know, it, a lot of it's been game script. Again, like Craig had mentioned, Trayvon Diggs has been playing outstanding cornerback for whatever reason. Like, I don't know that he's overly talented or whatever. But, oh, he uh, is. Oh, well, he Den- is. Stephon I mean, Diggs' brother, by the way. Yeah, yeah. In in Denver, just absolutely throttled Dallas too. I mean, the the score is thirty to sixteen, but I mean, all of that came in the fourth quarter. Like it, they were absolutely throttling Dallas. They didn't really have a reason or need to get uh, Sutton involved because they were just killing them on the ground with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Uh, Tim Patrick ended up getting a touchdown. I'm just, I'm not overly concerned about Cortland Sutton, and I think a lot of people are panicking on him. Seeing the last three weeks against Cleveland, Washington, and Dallas, these you know uh, perceived uh, you know games where he should have exploded, you know he only got eleven targets in in those three weeks. So I think a lot of people are probably panicking on Cortland Sutton. He's only scored two TDs on the season. We talk about regression. There's negative. There's positive. I would assume that there's some positive regression coming Cortland Sutton's way throughout the rest of the year. He does have a week 11 bye, which is going to throw a wrench into some things. But if you can go and acquire him again and go and find that guy that's lower in the league that has Cortland Sutton that needs some wins, 
hey, he hasn't been doing well in the last couple of weeks. He's got a buy, uh, 11-week bye. And then you've got him for a playoff run with Cincinnati, Las Vegas, and in the Chargers. Tough matchups. But in order for Denver to be competitive in those matchups and to make a playoff push for their team to get to the Super Bowl, because right now they have a fantastic team, they're going to need Cortland Sutton to be competitive. They can win games without him, but to be competitive against some of these higher-end teams, they're going to need Cortland Sutton involved. And, Craig, you, you can take yours. So I just I talked about Craig's boy. Now, Craig, you can talk about mine. <laughs> it, it's just – it's people are going to doubt him because Michael Gallup's going to be coming back. And, and okay, I'm, I'm so afraid of Michael Gallup. And, you know, I'm so afraid of what just happened this past week in, in Denver. Su- super afraid. I'm not. And a lot of people are, or whatever reason, even Mari Cooper have the same view of, you know, something's going on in Dallas. Well, no shit. Something's going on in Dallas. They had a bye week two weeks ago and Dak didn't play last week. You know, w- w- now we're, we're talking one game back where they played literally against the toughest or one of the toughest defenses against the pass this year. And guess what their schedule looks like? There's five games left of the season before uh, fantasy playoffs. And there's uh, five, six, seven, eight, eight for the rest of the year. All eight, except for one, are in the bottom half of the league. And three of them are in the bottom five. So, meaning his schedule is juicy. The Dallas schedule is going to look fantastic coming up, especially with Atlanta next week, Kansas City the week after. It's, again, one of those times where the guy might be available. Of course, you have to get a pay up for him, CeeDee Lamb. But you have so much area for improvement coming up towards the end of the year. And yes, their Dallas did just have a little bit of a, a couple week lull because they had the bye week and Dak Prescott was out. So don't know why the panic's there. Not scared of Michael Gallup. If anything, he could help. Yeah. So the buy low there, CD. Love it. Did Dallas. I never mention his name? Uh, I think you mentioned it once. The, well, at least if okay. I said it once, I think, I think I, you made, I'm notorious for not saying the guys. I, I think you made the assumption that when I said, oh, that's my boy that you knew what everybody was talking about. Who's sure. CD, if you're, if you're way, familiar so. with our program, you know exactly who everybody's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let me jump into my by low. Uh, mine is Chuba Hubbard. It's probably not the most common um, by low that we usually talk about. I think we talk about guys that you can instantly play. However, if you buy Chuba Hubbard right now, you can buy him for pennies on the dollar for what, what he was worth one week ago before Christian McCaffrey returned. With McCaffrey back, people are probably going, okay, well, Chuba's just going to sit on my bench. I mean, maybe people are even thinking about dropping him if you're not the one who also has McCaffrey and he's no longer a handcuff, he's no longer starting. But his value is is in the toilet compared to what it was just a week ago. However, Christian McCaffrey's inability to stay healthy should still loom large over your entire fantasy football league. So if I can go and get Chuba at a huge discount and park him on my bench because I'm maybe one of the top teams in the league right now, I would 100% do that. Like if I could trade, oh, I don't even know, like Cole Beasley and or Alan Lazard for Chuba Hubbard because to to a wide receiver needy team this week, I'm a million percent doing that. I don't know if the guy would accept, but let's assume he does. And then CMC's probably hurt within another week or two. And then you've got the starting running back in Carolina again for, for next to nothing. Boom. Yeah. So well, I mean, getting, I think getting ahead. Yeah. I think getting ahead a lot of the, the potential of CMC going back down is, 
is great. And then, you know, obviously, I mean, people might be cutting him. So even if he's not on a roster, you know, go and pick him up and then hold him, especially if you're at the top of your league and you have that luxury, right? Um, Some guys were selling high. I'm selling high Jordan Howard. It feels weird because he's probably on many people's uh, waivers. However, he was a pickup of ours last week. We talked about this with Jordan Howard in the past. Like, we're not fans of him, but guess what? He just had a very productive fantasy day. Um, 17 rushing attempts for 70 yards. Miles Sanders is on the IR. He's not coming for back for a little while. There's going to be teams out there that need a running back, and you have a productive running back. He's erased Kenneth Gainwell. Boston Scott has just sputtered. I mean, I know Boston Scott had a big week last week, um, but you know he didn't do anything this week. If you took our advice and you took a shot to go and get Jordan Howard because you were super needy, this is the opportunity that if you can get rid of him now, uh, you know it's the it's the waiver pickup start and then the the sell high that combination of things that happen within you know two weeks uh, to a week of each other with a player usually tells you that it's not sustainable. And again, Jordan Howard probably has a role on this team moving forward. I mean, you're probably trading away a healthy running back. We all know the Jordan Howard story. The dude was going backwards for <laughs> the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. Like, if I can go and get pennies on, I like honestly, I would use him and try and go and get myself like a Rashad Bateman or like an upside wide receiver play if possible. I I don't want anybody looking at Jordan Howard and saying, "Oh, hey, I have a healthy startable running back." It's like, yeah, you kind of don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not gonna last. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so I got Christian Kirk as my um, sell high. Uh, get the name off uh, at the top of what I'm going to say. Um, we have a a situation where he was getting most of the work this past week because they had DeAndre Hopkins out, AJ Green out, um, and so you know it showed up on the stat sheet. And a lot of people will be like, "Well, you know, he's done well with them in too." Uh, he hasn't. If you look at it, um, there's been the games where he got the touchdowns, um, which is yes. The touchdowns, we all understand uh, that that's going to add points for your fantasy football team. Uh, but he's only averaged four receptions a week the past five weeks total. Four receptions is just not going to do it for me in opportunity-wise, but I am seeing st- stats and fantasy points where I can go show someone and be like, hey, here's a guy that I can go ahead and give you. You're going to get a nice little output out of him. But on the back end, think in your head, I'm playing Carol. I'm playing Carolina from Christian Kirk or Seattle the following week, and then a, then there's a buy, so it doesn't look great upcoming. And there's a, at least a solid enough numbers the last couple of weeks where you're able to move them on. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're dead on with that. Thank you for giving the name right at the top this time, Craig. That was very helpful. <laughs> um, my sell high is Christian McCaffrey. It's the exact flip side of Chuba Hubbard. Uh, there's probably a limited time that Christian McCaffrey is still going to be healthy this season. I mean, it, call me skeptical, call me a pessimist, whatever you want to call me. I fine. I accept it willingly. I drafted Christian McCaffrey and I've been screwed by him all year. And I just feel like another screw job is coming any minute now. So I'd sell him now. He's back. He played a full game. Whoop de friggin' do. You can probably get a ton for him right now. There are people that believe in him. There are people that 
in your league that will believe that he's going to play the rest of the slate and he's going to give you 30 points a game. Fine. If it happens, so be it. Just make sure that you get a return on it that is suitable to those 30-point outbursts that he can give you at any given week. If I can go trade Christian McCaffrey for DeAndre Hopkins, who's still day-to-day right now, I'd do that straight up probably. I'd, I'd love to have D-Hop on any of my rosters. Oh, yeah, especially when that offense is firing and Kyler Murray's back. Uh, yeah. All right, stop playing with our with my emotions. Uh, we're going to wrap this one up uh, relatively quickly. Mine is Justin Herbert. Uh, here, uh, listen, I said this about Mike Williams. You don't just forget how to play football. Something's going on with Justin Herbert, whether it's he's trying to do too much or what have you. But it, one of the things that I loved as, as rookies is you get something to prove, right? He had something to prove as a rookie, uh, and what he had to prove was stabbing Tyrod Taylor in the in the lung. Uh, but no, but seriously, he I mean, he came out, he crushed his rookie year, and now in his sophomore year, he's suffering that sophomore slump. I don't know if it's that he's in his own head. I don't know what's going on. It looks like um, Lombardi has installed a, a really good offense that he should be thriving in. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, Dows. I know that you were uh, kind of pessimistic about him in the in the Power Hour podcast, but something's happening that we didn't see in his rookie year, and whether it's in his own head or what, I believe the ability's there with Justin Herbert. It just something is not clicking, and I need you to start clicking because I need Mike Williams to start turning into a beast again. So that'd be fantastic. Justin Herbert, stop tugging on my G-strings. Get your ass out of your ass. Get your head out of your ass. Whatever. I, I definitely I definitely was pessimistic about him, and then he went 32 of 38 for 356 and two touchdowns, and then he also ran one in. So, oh, okay, he's back. Yeah. Never doubted him for a second. <laughs> no. Find Mike Williams more. Stop playing with I've, my heart. Yeah. I've... I've always doubted um, my my uh, my 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 issues have, have extended into into almost everyday life now with the San Francisco backfield. Um, and all three of us on the call know what we're talking about. Scotty, if you're listening, you're in on it too. Um, we had a almost a four way trade in the in a league, and it was all based around the San Francisco backfield. In in my well, I mean, two of them, two of the players, Sermon and, and Jeff Wilson, were involved. Um, just saying. I had a nice flaming yawn in the pan, and at the last second, Dows came and he goes, "Now nah, I'm gonna Aaron, I'm gonna Aaron uh, uh, a Rod that ball out of that glove, and I'm gonna take that stake and throw it out of the pan and, and decline the deal." Everything worked out well for him. He had James Conner in the deal. He held on to him, got more value, and uh, thank you, Jeff Wilson. Uh, thank you, Kyle Shanahan, uh, for once again. Uh, not playing any running back that I have, the San Francisco 49ers, and only using Eli Mitchell, because uh, who saw that coming? Oh, yeah, that was – we were close. I mean, I was looking at him like, you know, I really just wanted that that sooner first. Like, let's hold off for a week. And I think, Craig, you were the one who said it. Like, when you hold a trade-off for a week, something, something goes horribly wrong. changes. Every time, yeah. And it went horribly wrong for you, horribly right for me. I couldn't be happier. Uh, my stop playing with your hearts, G-strings, you fellow Americans, Jamar Chase. Dude, guy's up and down. I mean, he was consistently up to start the year, and I loved it, and I was super, super duper stoked. And then the last three weeks against, well, let's say two weeks, against the Jets and Cleveland, he has 11.6 and 5.9 points. Now he heads into the bye. Comes back against the Raiders, who just cut their you know, first former first-round overall whatever cornerback. Uh, this is the week to bounce back, get back to that dominant form, get back to that connection with Joe Barrow. 
I need it. I need it now. I need it quickly. I'm sick of really I'm sick of the Bengals not having Jamar Chase putting up highlight reel catches every single week because I was living for that shit in the beginning of the season. So cut it out. Get back to what you can do. Catch bombs, break tackles, be an alpha. I'll be a little beta bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. I I really enjoyed uh that montage that year, that the clip of him and Burrow side by side where it kept flashing yes. back and forth between LSU and, and the Cincinnati Bengals. So I would love that. I don't have any shares of Jamar Chase anymore, uh, unfortunately. But well, uh, Dynasty. Huh? Dynasty, yeah. I don't have no. Jamar Chase in Dynasty. Oh, I, right. You never even drafted him. I, for, I forewent 101, which is probably yes. where I would have drafted Jamar Chase, um, hoping that no, luckily, I could get him at 103. I mean, yeah, I you can't be TN. upset at Najee Harris right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not upset with Najee Harris. I just, I mean, one of the reasons I made that move was specifically because I was like, oh, I think I could probably get Chase at, at 103, which would be great, and then I can get something else. Um, but, yeah, no, I've, I'm I'm happy with, with what I get. Um, okay. All right. So that is the, uh, it's actually the week 10. We're heading into week 10, right? Hold them, fold them, uh, buy low, sell highs. What what week it was on the weekend. And then we cross over after waivers. I know, I know it's stupid, but that's the way it all works. Yeah. That's the way we've been doing it. So the consistency. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it messes with me every single week. I never know. I know. Uh, Craig is the docket master. I'm just over here. When you put week 10, I'm like, is it? <laughs> well, yeah, I, cha- I changed it because it was screwing my head, but okay, whatever. Is week nine? Stop playing with um, my emotions. The docket labeling. <laughs> the docket. <laughs> uh, okay, well, and we have up on the website tomorrow um, the waiver article, all of our fab bids, uh, uh, some of the guys that we're going after. It's not really a huge week, so um, make sure you kind of comb back through, re-listen to some of the, the guys that we're advising to get rid of, try and buy. Things like that. Uh, TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TopShelfFNTSY. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.